the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, we're so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Verse 1. We covered these verses uh, over the last couple weeks. Now faith is. Verse 3. By faith we understand. Verse 4, by faith able. Now, the words by faith here occur 18 times in this chapter. Um, th- this proclamation leads almost every paragraph. Uh, it's implied uh, uh, when it's even not spoken. Uh, but this whole chapter is about faith. And what the Holy Spirit is trying to make abundantly clear to all who read that faith is the only means through which we can do anything of eternal value. And he's, he's making it clear if you want to accomplish anything with God, it requires faith. By faith, one person defined faith this way. He said, faith is the willingness to risk anything on God. You could say it another way. Faith is the willingness to risk everything on God. So faith is, is, is seeing it on the inside even before you see it on the outside. F- faith doesn't eliminate the question. It's just, it, it just, you just know where to take your questions. Faith doesn't always end the pain, but faith gets you through the pain. And, and, and today I would say faith is probably one of the largest missing elements in the church. Uh, Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he still find people taking risks? Will he still find people laying their lives down? Will he still find people that are willing to wait, that are willing to hold on and hang in there for their God? We've gotten so used to comfort. We've gotten so used to things going the way that, you know, uh, as planned, if you will. But I tell you that this, this pandemic has messed all that up. It's messed everyone's schedule and, and calendar up and all the rest. But now as we get back to normal, it's so easy to say, well, I want my life to fit in a nice little box. And Lord, don't disturb my box. Now, now I'll show up every now and then and, and I might even sing you a song. And, and, you know, I might even look at the Bible sometimes. But just don't get in the way of my life. By faith, Abel. For the rest of the chapter, the writer here begins to fill in names next to that statement by faith. 
He mentions Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and then a whole lot of other ordinary people that did extraordinary things. How many of you would like to get to heaven and find out that God would say, by faith, Tony, by faith, Rodney, by faith, Steve, by, by faith, Joey, by faith, Diane, by faith, Yuramitu, uh, uh, by faith, Mary, by, by faith. Imagine when you get to heaven and God says, by faith, she raised her children. By faith, he, he, he went to work every day. By faith, he stayed in that marriage. By faith, he served in the local church. By faith, you know, how many want to have a testimony like that? Yeah, in heaven. By faith, Enoch. Again, faith is the willingness to risk anything on God. And in my life, It's probably the same in your life. After God has spoken, what ifs usually equal fear. But even if, pay attention to what I just said, equals faith. Now, I just jumped to the close at the beginning. Pay attention. After God has spoken, what if usually equals fear. But even if equals faith. So God said, build. Fear said, what if there's opposition? Fear said, what if it costs? Fear said, what if a worldwide pandemic set in? But faith said, even if there is opposition, even if it costs us something, even if a worldwide plague hits all of the planet, God, you said it and that settles it. God, your grace is sufficient. No matter the invoice life may send, God's grace will never be returned marked insufficient funds. By faith, Enoch. Now, Enoch was the seventh from Adam. You had Adam, you had Seth, you had Enosh, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, and then Enoch. Let's go there, Genesis 5 and 24. But this is really all the book of Genesis says about this figure That ends up in this chapter. So let's take a look at the sentence here. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now, there's a lot of theology packed in that verse. But I think it was a little girl that didn't go to Bible college, and and the best, she at best, she, she had just gone to Sunday school. I think she captures best what this verse is saying. But she had just come home from church and her mother asked, well, what did you learn in, in Sunday school? Do y'all remember Sunday school? I know we don't have Sunday school. Y'all remember back when we had said, yeah. And the little girl said, mom, well, we talked about, about Enoch. Um, and the mom said, well, what did you learn uh, about Enoch? And um, uh, the little girl replied, she said, well, apparently e- uh, Enoch was a man that used to walk with God. And God came by Enoch's house uh, every morning and would say to him, hey, Enoch, would, would you like to go uh, for a walk with me today? And Enoch would say, yes, put on the sneakers and, and go with God. Well, uh, I guess, Ma, this went on for a really, really long time. And uh, every day they walked a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further. And that's how I walk with God is we go a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit, a little bit further. Um, and then one day they walked so far and it got so late. That God said to Enoch, Enoch, we really, really walked a, a long way today, uh, and, and it's so late, Enoch. Uh, we're a lot closer to my house than your house. So why don't you come home with me? So Enoch went home 
to God's house and never returned. And that's what we see in the scripture, Hebrews eleven five. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. He was one of the few men on the planet that God took to earth without dying. And actually, his death and his life, Genesis is the seedbed for the rest of the Bible. Every truth in the remainder of the Bible you discover somewhere in the book of Genesis. And his life really foreshadowed what God's about to do at the end of the age. First Thessalonians 4 and 17 says this. Then we who are alive and remain, meaning this will happen uh, while a generation is alive. This will happen uh, while people still remain on the earth. Then those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. There's coming a special moment in history when physical death will no longer be required for us to forever be with the Lord. And again, Enoch, why is he mentioned here? Because he was the first one to experience this and he was a foreshadowing of things to come. And then uh, the end of 17 says, says, and thus we shall always, always be with the Lord. By the way, this is why, see, folks, I don't care about a building. Matter of fact, if it was just about a building, I would have quit. It's about the lives that are going to be changed. It's about preparing people to meet the Lord. And if he does crack the eastern sky and come through the air, that you will be ready. The whole goal of this church, the whole goal of this ministry is to raise up a people prepared for the Lord. And each generation of believers is responsible to reach the souls of their particular generation. So we have to pray the price today in order for other folks to have a better tomorrow. And this is why we're, we're going through this process because there are people, there are young couples, there are, are, are young people that even haven't gotten married yet. There are single people going, dealing with some, some serious loneliness. There are couples that want to kill each other and they're going to all walk into church. And they're going to walk down those aisles. They're going to learn in those adult classes. They're going to make friends that make, uh, that, that, that last a lifetime in our foyer. You hear what I'm saying? They're going to have encounters with God. And I refuse to let limited parking get in the way of that happening. So I just want to reiterate, I don't care about a building. It's just a tool. It's just an instrument that we need to use to continue reaching souls. And those of you new, you, you may not have been here when 30 cars were leaving a weekend because there was no parking. And we don't know where they went. I doubt they went to another church. I think they went home and went back to bed. And we want to make it easy for people to come into the presence of the Lord. Let's go to Hebrews 11 and 5 again. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And he was not found. Now, burials were very, very important in the ancient world. It was a dishonor to the individual and to the family if a person didn't have a proper burial. But the whole city looked for Enoch, but they could not find his body. Why? Because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, watch this, that he pleased God. Now, we just read in the book of Genesis that Uh, Enoch walked with God. Hebrews 11 quotes that and says he pleased God. Why? Because 
in Hebrew, um, walking with God was a euphemism for pleasing God. How many of y'all want to walk with God? How many of y'all yeah, want, want to please God? The, the next verse is about to tell, tell us how. But, you know, I have a lot of friends and I love them dearly. Um, you know, they're, they're pastors, genuine pastors, but they only sometimes walk with God. My goal in life was not to be a pastor. It was to walk with God. And I happened to be called to be a pastor. If God took me from this post, I would still walk with God. Because my mission in life is not to preach. It's to please God. And if preaching pleases God, I will preach to my last breath. And my prayer is, and sometimes we get things twisted in our, our minds. We think that, okay, he's a professional Christian and I'm a, just a Christian. No, there's no professional Christian and, and, and lay Christian. You hear what I'm saying? We are all believers in Jesus Christ. And whether, you know, for me, if God took me out of the pulpit, I'd walk with God in business. I'd walk with God, uh, uh, I don't know, if I was mowing lawns, I would walk with God because that's my goal in life. You know, being a preacher don't make you close to God. I know some preachers. Getting a title don't make you close to God. The ultimate goal, like Enoch, was to walk with his creator. And my prayer is that every week you witness people walking with their creator. But he's about to lay out how do we walk with our creator? Verse six, he makes it crystal clear. But without faith, what is faith? The willingness to risk anything on God. If you stop taking chances, you're no longer operating in faith. If everything is always the same, okay, The Bible says faith without works is dead, right? So if you're always doing the same thing, that means your faith must not be growing. Because your faith expresses itself through something you're going to do next. This is why we're always doing new things together because our faith is growing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But without faith, it is impossible. Not improbable, not unlikely. It is impossible to please God or keep walking with him because you're going to have to be willing to take the risk to get past what if and and get to even if. Lord, okay, I I know you want me to marry this person or I know you want me to to be single. What if? But God's like, even if you have problems in that marriage, even if the journey gets hard when you go to sleep alone, even if, and I've learned not, not Lord, you know, make it perfect and then, you know, lay it out for me and then I'll take a step. It's Lord, even if, even if everything goes sideways, even if hell comes to earth, you hear what I'm saying? Lord, I will walk with you. But without faith, faith is, is, is like a, a Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but it connects you to everything you need. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must do two things, only two things, not six, not seven. I love it when the Bible is simple. I really, really love it when it's simple. Do two things on the regular. Number one, believe that he is. 
Most of us got that one down. Even the demons, the Bible says, got that down. They know God is one. They see him. I don't know how they do it and and keep being devils, but they're crazy. And, uh, you know, whatever it is. But uh, for he who comes to God must believe that he what? Is. Okay, so, okay, most of us have realized, you know, the vast complexity of life on this planet. There had to have been a deliberate designer. You, you, we wouldn't just walk somewhere, see a house and think no one's ever been here. Well, by, by virtue of the house, somebody must have been here. If you went to Mars and you saw a factory, uh, you know, on, and streets on, on Mars, you would know there must be Martians here for there to be houses and streets and, and all the rest because there's a deliberate design. You hear what I'm saying? And most of us have acknowledged that there is a God because, you know, uh, this stuff is real deliberate just in, you know, they used to say, you know what, we just came out of primordial ooze and, you know, a lightning flash and then a cell came up, but they didn't know how complicated a cell is. I mean, we got DNA. You know how complicated the, the DNA is? Man, we got huge computers working on I mean, huge stuff. It, it, the complexity of the smallest part of us is absolutely amazing. And, you know, even today, some might argue, but most scientists will tell you the vast majority that, that, that you know, the universe had a start. Um, you know, it, it came from somewhere. And, and with that, if it had a start, something from outside the universe must have started it. And we can go on and on with these types of, uh, of things. But, but here's, here's, here's the deal. I don't believe in God because my parents told me. I, I don't believe in God because my church told me. I believe in God because I have experienced his goodness and his mercy for myself. It's a very, very real thing. I like what Thomas Aquinas said. He said, those with faith, no outward evidence is necessary. Those without it, no evidence will ever be enough. So for he who comes to God must do two things regularly. Number one, believe that he is. Again, we got that down. And the second is where I messed up in my life. The Bible says that you know, we, 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 we like sheep have all gone astray. But the Bible also talks to us, talks in the book of Romans of us being like sheep led to the slaughter. And I didn't understand that verse until maybe a few years ago. It says, we, we're, you're like, you know, you think you're sheep led to the slaughter. And then he says, no, you're more than conquerors. And I've been a Christian since I was 21 years old. And I don't like to lose, and I don't like to be on the losing team. And one of my biggest challenges is what was, I gotta turn the other cheek. How come I gotta forgive? And then as soon as some of these jokers know that about me, they're gonna leverage that over and over and over and over and over and over again. God, I feel like following you is like walking around with a big old target on my back. I always got to be the bigger person. I always got to stretch and try to love. God, this is not a winning formula. And it took me years to get it. And I, I go on, you know, I walk. And I say good things and bad things on my walks with God. And, and one day I said out loud, Lord, I will love you to my dying day, and I want to know you, and I want to walk with you the rest of my life, but if I could change anything in my life, this is awful I'm saying this, 
But me and God have a very real relationship. Yeah. If I, I know this is awful, awful. I said, if I can regret one thing, it's becoming a Christian. Because Christians will stab you in the back and then criticize how you bleed. And I have this mounting situation where I, I look back, I said, Lord, that hurt for a year. God, you know how many nights I stayed awake? You know how hard it's been to get that image out my mind? God, they got away with it, but I'm still living with it. And then I'm supposed to forgive. And Lord, I've watched you bless people who have done awful things to me. And I know I'm not the center of the universe. And I get it, you're God, and it's not about me, it's about you, but you're also father and have more than one child. And I know that if my little brother just hauled off and punched me in the jaw, mom and dad would have something to say about it. So how is it, God, I have to forgive? I have to love. I have to constantly sacrifice time and energy with folks, not y'all, but folks that are on the take, Christian hustlers, just trying to get their blessing, don't matter whose expense. I know, I know. Just talking about my conversations with God, that's what I'm just talking about. But this verse saved me. It doesn't just say you have to believe that God is, you have to believe that God's a rewarder. And one day it hit me. No one can harm me more than God can recompense me. No one can hurt me more than God could bless me. And I've lived long enough that people that did bad, their lives, but I'm still standing. I'm still here. I'm still walking with God. I still have a hope. I still have a future. Yeah, for a moment, it looked like they got away with it. But the reality is, the reward is so much greater than anyone's capacity to ever hurt me. You see, the early church used to operate with that understanding. Because the Bible says that he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And then it, 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 it says that, that, that he despised the shame. As painful as the cross was. And by the way, Jesus earned nothing extra. He already had a relationship with God. The earth and the planet was already his. The only thing Jesus got from the cross was you and I. Yeah. And it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Meaning, for me, we were the only thing he did not have. But he did it with joy because he knew what was on the other side of that cross would so outweigh any pain that he might experience. You see, the early church understood that. So a lion would eat them, but they knew they had a greater reward. Nero would light them like fires in his garden, but they knew they had a reward. Terrible things would happen, but they believed in their 
reward. Many of us believe God exists, but we walk away from relationships. We walk away from assignments because we don't really believe he's a rewarder. We say, well, there's nothing that could be worth this. Nothing. But God is bigger than any problem, any situation. He is a rewarder. He is the Lord God, our recompense. God will be indebted to no one. He will never allow me to be obedient to him and and, and be faithful to him and, and invest more than he gives back to me. He is God and beside him there is none other. It is impossible for the devil to ever outdo God. You say, why did God create the planet when he knew he would fall? Because he knew the devil would never outdo him. As low as he took us doesn't compare to the height that God is going to bring us. Our faith, though, our faith, I'm talking about our faith. I'm not talking about your churchiness. Your faith has to be that God is bigger than this situation. That God is a rewarder. If I just stand my ground and hold my peace, he'll fight my battles. He will keep me. He will preserve me. He, he, I, I will get to the other side of this. This will at some point make sense. But you got to have faith. But many of us, we don't have faith. We just want to be comfortable. We want a road of ease. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.